It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. Oh, we love TV movies and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're getting a look at Christian Bale's gore in the upcoming <laughs> I s- movie. I saw the word uh, Christian in there, and uh-huh. uh, I knew today was Easter. I was like, wait, what did Chris put in the opening for, uh-huh. uh, do, we, are we, do we have an Easter-themed episode I wasn't aware of? No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Today is Easter. Hoppy Easter, everybody. Wink, oh, wink. God. I will show myself <laughs> out. Uh, but no, Christian Bale, uh, actually. So, yes. Uh, Discovery wants a Warner Brothers Feige, if you will. Oh, everybody wants a little Feige. Yeah, yeah no matter what studio. Even if it's not a studio, even your grandmother wants a Feige to, like, organize her life. Uh-huh. And guess what? We're we're available for hire. We come as a team, mm-hmm. um, and we we, we'll, we can come up with some sort of, like, celebrity nickname for us you know, later. But... And we'll even split the salary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we will split the sal- We'll even split your salary. If you've got salary, we'll split it down the <laughs> middle. I mean, one, for, one for me, one for Mike. We'll do it. Um, Wonder Twins take the form of casting announcements oh, and God. more. <laughs> uh, shout shout out right now to something called Crazy Aaron's Thinking Putty. Uh, you wouldn't know it, but I bought my wife a little tiny can of this kind of like thinking putty uh, as a stocking stuffer over the holidays last year. And uh, I started like just like fidgeting with it like during our podcasts and I've kind of ruined the the one that uh, I gave to her because I've just played with it too much, and I think just like my my body juices, if you will, have worked <laughs> that, itself. Nope, into nope, the putty. nope, 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 nope. We're not gonna do that. Uh, uh, go on. So I went on a because this is a this little can is like thirteen grams, so it's a tiny little can. So I went on Amazon and I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy her a replacement, you know, because I feel bad. And they have like these gigantic cans that are like huge, like they're like bigger than a hockey puck. And so I just bought some straight from the source. So now I have like these gigantic cans uh, that uh, I use to replace it. But I can't use these ones while I'm on the podcast uh, because they actually make noise. But it's like oh. satisfying because as you stretch it, it kind of catches a little bit of air in it. So it's almost kind of like a thinking putty like mixed with uh, like bubble wrap. Uh, so if you're a fidgeting person I, I, like I am, I fidget with everything all the time, no matter what I'm doing. Uh, Crazy Aaron's Thinking Putty. If they want to sponsor the podcast, I will gladly uh, oh. shout out their their product. But this looks that's so like interesting. A, I like yeah, this. but that's like a that's like a young millennial slash zoomer thing like putties and goos and gacks and stuff. Oh. It's back. We called it gack when we were kids, but gack. now it's back in full form and. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody wants the ooze. My, so. my birthday was last month, about a month ago, and uh, my coworkers uh, know me that they know I love candy. They went and bought me some of that old liquid sour candy, like that you're oh, supposed yeah. to drink. And I'm like, uh, I want this, but um, I, I don't want to feel miserable the rest of the workday. So let's put it on the um, on the to do list, if you will. Because <laughs> I just I just can't I just can't do it. Uh, but I I I like this idea of putties here. 
Um, I'm, I'm looking at this here. Um, there's some definitely some interesting ones. Uh, I see like the big, bigger. These look like about the size of my beard balm cans, if you will. <laughs> um, looks like in the same container. But um, there's like liquid glass, super scarab, super lava. Which which one did you go with, Mike? Any any uh, any inclinations? Oh, we got a color changing one that uh, starts purple, turns okay. pink. And then this other one, it's it's like a little animal hunt. It comes with like these little kind of like little plastic chiclets, gems in it, and then okay. there's like little animals hiding amongst the leaves. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's what I do now in my 30s. I yeah. just play with thinking putty and I record podcasts. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking at this, and the problem with me is, in my my age, I'm looking. It's like, man, this looks like some really good icing. Um, <laughs> like it looks like cake icing on on their website here and um fresh they grass is that that's that's speaking to the homeowner in me right here fresh does that actually grass. smell like grass is that what it says it smells like grass it, it says uh mini sparkle thing mini sparkle just uh oh, no nope, right. no smell but uh you know you, you can buy something you can buy some some uh scents and add it to that but that's interesting that's very very interesting to know uh i'm gonna give a shout out to uh this is i don't know it's a shout out actually uh mike and i've been talking i found mountain dew's uh hot hot flavored mountain dew in the wild this week mm-hmm. um and i never thought i'd ever see this in, in in person this is blowing my mind that they actually did the flaming hot mountain dew flavor and uh i will say disappointingly enough i was scared i even told michael something like, i'm scared <laughs> to drink a hot drink like what, what what have i come to uh to do this uh not very hot at all it's got a lime flavor to it and then it's got like that faux heat like you're supposed to like taste the heat uh kind of thing um kind of like some maybe like some candies that are supposed to be hot but without mm-hmm. the actual tang is so i'm gonna try another one uh like later with a clean palate and see if it helps because i was also eating um was it uh che- uh cheese it's puffs have you had those yet the... <laughs> yeah I, I have those are interesting <laughs> yeah uh so i was like man th- i mean nothing's more you know mid-2000s to me than eating cheesy puffs and drinking mountain dew uh especially <laughs> flaming hot mountain dew uh, but um, I, I can't recommend it, and I've only seen the 12 can so far. But um, if anyone else has an inclination for lime slash faux heat flavored things, I love Flaming Hot Cheetos or whatever. Um, it's out there in the wild, and you can buy it uh, at your local. Yeah. I feel like a Flaming Hot Mountain Dew would feel really welcome and tight in like a cocktail, right? Because cocktails oh, yeah. or like micheladas, you know, they're usually using like tagine or some sort of what? like spicy chili or something like, like that. I mean, spicy margaritas are something I enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. Like, how maybe I can figure out a way to implement this into like some crushed ice and like some some hot salt. You know, the hot salt they have on those jalapeno margaritas. And- yeah, I think honestly, what that uh, flaming hot Mountain Dew needs is a little bit of tequila, yeah. uh, some ice. You could uh, you could possibly blend it to to see how well that goes. But I've never, I don't think I've ever blended a carbonated beverage before. So I don't know if you would just be kind it, of wasting the carbonation there. I will, I will tell you it's not that carbonated for a Mountain Dew. Um, mm-hmm. the, the bubbles are lacking, uh, overall. Uh, it is like a very bright orange, um, you know, like, uh, color. Like when you pour it out, mm-hmm. the, the color is, is very, very bright orange. Um, but yeah, like it's really not, hot and i'm like eh, it's fine um so i mean if you're looking for something warm don't don't try it out don't don't do that (laughs) 
Um, however, um, for the adults who listen to the show, my drink of choice this week has been the Black Cherry White Claw of the large variety. And I'll tell you why. The next two things both have those in common for me. Um, <laughs> Wait, it, Black Cherries or Claws? <laughs> uh, drinking a Black Cherry White Claw during oh. both of these upcoming <laughs> events. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> So first and foremost, um, we're not going to do a review episode on it, um, but I was able uh, – my wife actually bought the tickets uh, to go see Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. Do you want to know what the Secrets of Dumbledore are? Well, too bad they're in the case. Uh, everything is always <laughs> in the case in these uh, <laughs> movies. But um, as you know, as we say, we're not Potterheads here um, uh-huh. for the show. We are, we are not precious with the property. Uh, I actually had a really good time. I will say the recasting of Johnny Depp to Mads Mikkelsen is actually a very welcome casting change. Um, well, I, I don't, I, I, I know nothing, um, you know, truth wise or not about why they got rid of him. Um, that's, that's for the, whatever the, the courts to figure out for us. But, um, I will say it automatically feels more like a film and more adult with him in the role rather than mm-hmm. a bleach blonde, crazy-eyed Johnny Depp kind of leading the way, like swashbuckling through the movie. Um, and honestly, they don't acknowledge it. They just start out the gate with um, Jude Law's Dumbledore and him, um, you know, meeting. So Making it's out? Like, uh, no, not quite. Um, but uh, it, it, I, I think overall, uh, very, um, you know, I, I, I had a good time. I have nothing against these movies. Um, you know, uh I wish there was less drama behind the scenes for literally this movie and the writer of the films. I wish this was all just not part of it going forward. Um, But, you know, if if you want a world that exists in the magic wizard community, um, this does do a great job of picking up, um, you know, a little bit after the last one and also being more of an actual movie in terms of uh, the character's plot and and how it handles um, the themes in this film. Series. Yeah, there's been a there's been a lot of think pieces hitting the internet during this week, and I think one of them that I really agree with, and this is even outside of the specific story or even performance of this film, is that like the Harry Potter like IP and franchise is probably the least utilized franchise that's out there mm-hmm. with the high quality and caliber of like the the notoriety of it, right? You know, yeah. it seems like in in the hands of another studio. But then also in an alternate universe where the creator isn't um, isn't very uh, dicey, right? That this would already have a streaming service, a, a streaming show at the very yeah. least announced, right? There would be another. There would it'd be at least two video games out already. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying this franchise is not making money, but in kind of like this new media landscape, the fact that they've really just only gotten a couple other movies out it does seem like the IP is being wasted. So yeah. it seems like Warner brothers are going to pick a direction now that this movie's out and I, probably start cashing in on it yeah. a little bit more. So there's, there's two things I feel here. One, uh, what you call like the Harry Potter franchise is very akin to the Lord of the Rings franchise, right? Like we only had um, six movies and now an upcoming TV show, a, a, a mixture of games throughout everything, but uh-huh. nothing like, solid um you know nothing like yearly or, or whatever so um i feel like it's very akin to that um you know um I'm, i don't know if it's like the fear of buying into to to medieval or magic sci-fi rather than um you know futuristic space sci-fi couldn't really tell you however um the franchise is supposed to have five movies the fantastic beast is 
uh, and this is three. We don't know if we're going to get four or five yet, um, but I can see them, you know, uh, removing the fifth movie, doing one more to wrap up um, where all these people need to go by the end of it, and and where the third one ends, Seekers of Dumbledore, it actually ends in a good place where they could they could stop now if they wanted to, but I think there needs to be one more like where do these characters go and why are they so you know important to this world at large? Uh, mm-hmm. Finish this up, get rid of uh, uh, what's his name. Um, What's Mads Mikkelsen's character's name? Um, Grindelwald. Grindelwald. There it is. Yes. Uh, and and th- that would be about it. Um, I I think it would probably need to be akin to a war movie because I think it it's supposed to in the world take place during what World War Two, um, like like runs parallel with World War Two, but uh, overall I think I'm just more excited for the upcoming video game that takes place in what the 1800s or so for the yeah the, the magic world um, and, and just kind of dive into that. The other thing I think you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do is what? What is that? Um, the, the 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 cursed child is that the name of the play? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, trying to make that into a movie or two or three, who knows? Um, uh, but I think that would probably be the next step after this. Simply going forward rather than backwards would be uh, something they could do. But overall, uh, I, I had a good time. My my wife's a bigger fan. Uh, I I enjoyed the actors. Uh, it's it's very entertaining to see eddie redmayne pull the bumbling um you know anxiety driven kind of you know uh beast lover off really really well in films um for that uh the other thing i was able to do i was uh last minute um graciously gifted elton john tickets to the yum center here in louisville and on his uh, rocket man himself yes his farewell yellow brick road and um I, I, I'm, an, I'm an Elton John fan. I grew up. One of my favorite songs of his is, uh, no one will be surprised here, Crocodile Rock uh, by a long <laughs> shot. Uh, do like his other stuff. And um, it was fun to see him play and put on a huge performance. I will say this is the most efficient concert I've ever been to. Uh, it started right at 8 o'clock, and there was no opener. He literally opened the, the whole set with um, um, Tiny, Dancer. Tiny Dancer. right? That's what uh, you said. Rocket Man was like, three or four songs later and then he wrapped it up uh at the end with you know goodbye yellow brick road because it's farewell yellow brick road uh man has a flair for the dramatic if you hadn't guessed that um <laughs> i sent mike a couple videos and pictures uh of it and uh like at one point he's writing a piano uh at Roomba speed across the stage uh like while he's playing it's moving in like the biggest fog machine like smoke i've ever seen in my life uh, going through it. it's very hilarious and then i didn't send you this mike there's another scene uh, where uh, his piano is on fire with like they they're like doing the video live video, but they've CGI'd um, fire onto his piano like they've set up <laughs> the angle so it looks like his piano is on fire. Oh, uh, I was like, great. this is just fun. Um, he literally would like stand up, say thank you, thank you, and then play his other his next song like literally within two and a half hours of nonstop um, you know songs and production, it was done, and um, we didn't have to deal with openers, we didn't have to deal with any long stories or like bringing people up on stage this man was very to the point he like he wanted to get home what do you say and get into his bath um <laughs> yeah he seems like a man that uh, uh decompresses in the bath at night <laughs> yeah and funny enough he came out for his encore in a bathrobe uh so <laughs> i was like this is perfect uh, mike mike knows uh, i was a really good time um uh, had a had a, had a lovely time picked up some merch i could afford the merch since i didn't have to buy the tickets uh, is what i told myself <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, the, uh, the funny thing was, uh, there are two songs he played. Um, I believe, uh, I don't remember what the first one was. 
but it had literally uh, scenes from the uh, Rocket Man movie in there as well uh, with Taron uh, Oh, Edgerton. that's cool. Uh, so they, they used a lot of that. And then the other one, I believe it was I'm Still Standing, had a mixture of all his performances across his history of like TV shows, specials, music videos, and stuff like that. Uh, one of them was The Muppets, which uh, I, I, re- I remember from The Muppet Show. And the other, which is related to the show, is his scene from Kingsman, where he goes and, and beats everybody up in his outfit. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Kingsman 2, sorry. Um, I, I have to draw the distinction there because um, people... It's very much a, a love or hate movie. No one is down the middle on Kingsman 2, <laughs> which is hilarious. But Elton John was a huge part of that, so that was pretty fun um, on that. So uh, I, I, he's only got, like, he said, like, maybe 100 shows left or 130 left before he's done forever so if he's coming to a town near you and it's on your bucket list i'd I'd recommend it it was a good time had a had a lovely experience and i'm you know thankful that um someone else was uh honestly busy enough to give me their tickets for free so um (laughs) hashtag blessed mike uh for that i think i did some other stuff i played some lego star wars this week but nothing nothing big to come back and talk about we'll do that another time but um go on and and break it on to this uh your list here you've got two things Slash three things that uh, you've been doing. Yeah, I had a chance to see the new uh, the new hotness that everybody's talking about in the theaters, but uh, isn't performing terribly well at the box office. But I think word of mouth is going to drive a lot to everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, a film I didn't know much about at all. I knew that it was a multiversal style of movie because if you had a chance to see like a billboard or even a movie poster somewhere, it says that right there on the poster, it says like the best multiversal film that you'll see. And I also didn't realize until the movie ended in the credits that the Russo brothers were producers on this film. So I didn't even know that I could tie it back into uh, the podcast, uh, this, this easily. Uh, but we went and checked it out and my wife didn't know anything about it, which was fun. Cause when we got out of the movie, we, we kind of debriefed ourselves of what, what we were thinking along the lines of this film. And this movie is absolutely buck wild. I'm not going to spoil anything. I don't want to give anything away. Cause it's, it's kind of a transcendent experience to like ingest this film. And, um, it's just, it's just great. It's super fun. It's really creative. It's uh, it's hilarious. Like I think that's one thing that doesn't quite get across. And I guess I didn't see a whole lot of the marketing myself, so I can't say if the trailers try to make it look funny or not. But it is. There are some parts that are just absolutely hysterical, like gut busting laughing. You can't believe what you're seeing on the screen. But mm-hmm. uh, you you got to go see everything everywhere all at once. Uh, I don't think you necessarily have to see it in theaters. But it was fun watching it with a crowd, for sure. And we actually went on a Monday night. So, And at our local theater, the our showing was kind of in one of the smaller theaters. Uh, but even on a Monday night in a smaller theater, it was, like, packed. Like, I, don't, mm-hmm. I think nearly all the seats were sold. There were people sitting in the way, like, front row for it. So there is definitely an appetite for this movie, even on a Monday night. So uh, go check it out. It's great. It's uh, super fun, and you're just gonna you're gonna walk out of the movie not knowing what to see. But did, uh, I, did you, did you get your googly eyes? Did they give them to you with your ticket? <laughs> no, they did not give me uh, any googly eyes personally. But I we already own some though. And that's that's starring Michelle uh, Yeoh, right? Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I was like, she, she's been in some stuff lately. I was trying to think of what it was. It was Guardians Two. Uh, mm-hmm. She's at the end. Uh, she plays um, one of the Ravagers. Uh, kind of things, and I believe she's recently was it Star Trek Discovery? I don't know if you've watched that one. May, or not. Maybe, maybe I, think, 
I feel like I can envision her in kind of like a a Starfleet uh, uniform. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe she was in hey, that. Um, and Shang Chi yeah. uh, at the end of that, she was uh, the aunt in Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because she's known so, for uh, was it a uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? That's kind of yeah, she, yeah. She had like a breakout role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just it, it's a it's a wild movie. You got to go see it. Highly recommend. Uh, and you're just gonna you're gonna have a great time. I don't want to spoil mm. anything. Uh, there is a really funny joke reference to the movie Ratatouille. That's kind of a running gag through the film. That is, it's 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 so funny. Like you almost would imagine it being like an SNL sketch or like a skit on like I don't know like Rick and Morty or Family Guy or something. It's it's just really it's really really funny. So go check that movie out. And then if you want to do a huge switch and watch some really bad movies, I'm continuing my watch. Through the Resident Evil franchise, I have now wrapped up and finished Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 4. And these are starting to really blend in my head, and mm-hmm. they're getting yep. kind of hard to keep straight. But the fourth film is the film that Chris let me know, but I'm pretty sure I would have figured it out on my own uh, pretty quickly, <laughs> is that, that came out during the 3D craze. And it is wild watching these types of movies on like a tiny TV screen while you're like riding an exercise bike in a garage because it's just hilarious out of context of 3D glasses. Everything's played straight to camera. It's just wild. Uh, it it lags a little bit in this um, at the beginning of the story, but it, it gets back to its like uh, crazy nonsensical zombie stuff uh, mm-hmm. later on in the film. So I was happy for that because the only thing that makes these movies somewhat entertaining is just the ridiculousness that the characters go through and the the wacky wild special effects and the just interesting acting I would say from some of the cast. Uh, I I did notice though. I've started to make this connection, and it's a big pet peeve of mine in movies. So I'm just going to see it per- if it persists through the rest of the franchise. In Resident Evil 2, 3, and 4 so far, uh, Mia Jovovich, 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 Jovovich does not personally defeat or vanquish the final villain of her own volition. In the second one, uh, Nemesis just has like a change of heart or like a change of programming at the end of the movie and just like turns on Umbrella Corporation and just shoots his Gatling gun at all of them and she just gets away in a helicopter. Uh, so th- that's, you know, she didn't do anything to get out of that situation herself. In the third movie, a clone of herself ends mm-hmm. up defeating the final boss. So she's just lucky that that clone happened to be there when she needed her to be there. And then in the fourth movie, she is, for all intents and purposes, going to get killed. But there is just a character, wildly enough, called Kmart because she was found in a Kmart. And even though the apocalypse has not been going on that long, she just decided to rename herself where she was found at Kmart, which I thought was really dumb. But she just happens to toss a shotgun to her at the final second so she could shoot Wesker in the face. So it's a really big pet peeve of mine that also happens in a recent zombie movie we've talked about on the podcast, uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. It's the exact same ending in that movie where they're tussling with that king zombie on a helicopter and Dave Bautista just happens to 
get the gun and shoot him in the head. Apropos of nothing, there was like no specific intellectual shift where like, oh, he had a good idea or, you know, sometimes your main character will sacrifice something, right? Like, Like imagine those scenes where like the hero gets stabbed with a sword and then they take the enemy's hand and they pull the sword deeper into themselves so they could like drive a knife into the other person, right? You know, there's usually some sort of sacrifice or like, uh, clairvoyance that happens in those moments where the the hero finally succeeds but uh, uh, nope. none of that's happening in all these movies it just the movie just kind of ends uh, but I I suppose to keep the train running the next movie in the franchise almost always kicks off like right away like I just started watching number five and it picks up literally where the last film left off but now things are getting extra wild Jill Valentine has returned she's controlled by some sort of beetle gem on her chest Mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't even recognize her at first until somebody said her name and they even did this they did they did another pet peeve I hate where it was like a dream sequence or something just to fill like 15 minutes of the movie at the beginning of it where she is back in an idyllic suburb that happens to be overrun by zombies even though it's she's just dreaming it so uh, these movies are crazy and not in a good way but i keep going back for more so something is there but Mm -hmm. i think it's more of like i'm a captive audience right i just need something to watch while i'm exercising and these movies are working out really really well for that so i will keep everybody updated come back next week I should have the fifth one done by the time uh, we come back next yeah. week. So, so five is retribution, I believe. Is that is that correct? Yes, um, I think because that's the they title. they stopped. They ran out of apocalyptic titles, like into the world. <laughs> but like, what I love the most about these movies is like, hey, um, we got you know Wentworth Miller to play Chris Redfield. Uh, we we had this big important character, uh, Claire Redfield, right, played by Ali Larder, mm-hmm. and then um. I believe also Kmart. They're like, guess what? We didn't get them back for the next movie, so we're just not even going to acknowledge they exist. Uh, we're kicking the next movie <laughs> I, off without them and, and going. I, I didn't even know that they weren't really in in the fifth one, but I, I'm okay with that. Bring they got to bring in some fresh blood with these like franchises. Something else entertained me because uh, the 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 Redfields weren't doing much in these movies. Like every character pretty much does the same thing. They just pick up a gun and shoot something. Yeah. So so what I love about the fifth one, and I remember this very. They bring back a character. Uh, from the original, uh, if you will. So that's what I'm Oh, gonna... yeah. I think I did notice that because she appeared in the dream sequence. And I was like, well, they got mm-hmm. her back for the dream sequence. Maybe she's in the movie. Yeah. And, and this person is known for dying off screen in films <laughs> and, and then coming back into the franchise later. Uh, but not to the same effect uh, for, for this one. <laughs> but um, I'm very excited to... to you know, there's have th- there's six of them. there's six of these movies, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So I got th- there's two. one more after this. All right. Gotcha. Um, but there, there's a couple other characters who come back in this one as well. This one is like the return of like a lot of the originals for some reason. But I know the very very last shot in my head. Like I I remember the last shot very very <laughs> like like I don't know like really well in my head and I don't know why. Um, but like. After this, you get to go to the final chapter, Mike. So, oh um, man, we'll 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 reminisce. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, and and then we'll see how many characters come back for that one. I I'm, <laughs> I'm very thrilled. I might have to rewatch the final chapter because I think I watched it offhand. Um, and um, you know, what what better way to to hang out with my one of my best buds when I watching bad <laughs> Resident Evil movies? So, oh boy, and I I think what I'm gonna do, also once uh, I watch that uh 
sixth one is go watch that reboot they tried to get off the ground. That movie oh, didn't it come one. out like during the pandemic or something it like was that. La- it was last October, yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, we'll see how we'll see how good that is. Yeah, My theory is after watching all of these and just kind of seeing the failure to launch of this franchise as cinematic, I think what they have to do is they have to just mine the best version of the game, and that's Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Like, cast a super famous... The, fa- the most famous person that they can afford to play Leon, right? And then uh, cast, like, the second famous person they can afford to play the quote-unquote president's daughter but i think if you really want this franchise to work don't go all the way to president's daughter that's already such a huge leap for like a brand new movie make it like a senator's daughter or something like that because really if a president's daughter is kidnapped the the whole fbi and cia every arms every marine is going to be on the job right you know it's not just not just going to send in like one dude with like a like an outdoorsy coat and like blonde hair to go tackle it. So make it like mm-hmm. a senator's daughter. Make like Las Plagas. Like I don't even know if originally that is supposed to be the origin of the T virus, or I don't remember exactly uh, what it, it was. But but just make that the origin because it makes the most sense it, that for it just kind of being natural and just kind of in a weird like European town, you know? Yeah. So what's what's, what's actually um, interesting as I just looked this up. Resident Evil 4 is not the best-selling game in the series. Um, which one's the best-selling one? Uh, 7, uh, which I believe is... Oh, that was kind of the... Re- that was a good reboot. And, and, uh, and, and 8, well, yeah, and 8, the new, the two, because they're, they're back-to-back sequels with the same lead yeah. character. So, like, yeah. those are, like... Um, and I think 7 also had VR capabilities that, like, people mm-hmm. were... It did. Yeah, so people were, like, just, you know, clawing at those. So that's... I mean, that's really, really good for them. I mean, that's fantastic. So... I could go either way. I honestly would say lean away from Leon and go with this new character um, uh, because I think a lot of like the the memes of the, the like the seven foot tall vampire woman like uh, from the <laughs> eight like really took over the internet. So uh, I, I'm excited, and they also have that that uh, upcoming TV show based on Wesker's family. Remember the Albert Wesker family? So oh uh, yeah, that's right. Well, there's no it. There's only up the only live yeah. action. Uh, adaptation of Wesker right now that I'm seeing like I don't want to be mean to the guy because yeah. I'm sure he's really really nice and maybe it's just uh Paul Paul W.S. Anderson's uh uh-huh. do- evil doings right but Wesker in these movies is it's, like a cartoon character is it is it not <laughs> different actors across the film so far it could be I mean they're just strapping like wraparound shades on the person every time and slicking the hair back so that, that could be a different person every time because I was thinking wasn't um I might be wrong. Um, I was thinking of uh, it's not Sir Friend Zone. I call him that. Uh, oh no, Glenn. he was a he was a scientist. He was a different character. Gotcha. In the third one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He worked uh, for Wesker. Yeah. Uh, I also recommend. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of them. The uh, Resident Evil animated movies. Uh, like the CG animated movies. Have you ever seen those? Oh, uh, I, I I watched like that series that they did. We talked about that on the pod uh, a while back of. Uh, the motion kind of capture animation technology that they're, they're using. On yeah. It. No, I've, I haven't really dove into any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, the newer ones, um, pr- they all have, I'm pretty sure they all have Leon in them, um, by the way. So this is like <laughs> what you're talking about. But I think the newest one from last year, uh, they, they get better as the years go on, if you will. So like the, the newest one's really, really good. So, um, so int- yeah, I'd be interested in that. But yeah, anyway. Resident Evil, I'm Mike. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. What is your next franchise that will that you will 
Uh, oh God, that's great! I would love, I I would love to keep watching things adjacent to Underworld and Resident Evil, uh-huh. like just these big fran- If even if it exists, I feel like these are almost kind of like legacy, like uh, franchises where nothing quite like it exists. I would say like it's not quite the same, but the re- the Terminator franchise. Terminator is like, literally goes, the one I was gonna tell. Like Terminator, it goes that direction after the second one, so. Maybe uh, and it's been a. I know my wife has not seen the original two uh-huh. in a very long time, and I don't even think it, she quite remembers them. So those could be a fun rewatch. I could also recommend uh, Akin to this Final Destination. Uh, if, oh if you, yeah, I've seen a handful of those. Yeah, I think there. I think there's six maybe now of those. Um, that, could be, that could be a good one. I've never seen this the Scream movies, and now there's like five of them out. Oh, that would be good too. I've heard decent things about that reboot kind of one that came out or i guess a return an anniversary movie whatever they're calling yeah, yeah, it now. yeah like a like a revisitation or whatever yeah where they yeah. brought the characters back but uh-huh. yeah we, we, horror movies that's not a bad idea like you know f- like maybe freddy krueger movies or something like oh that. yeah yeah freddy jason uh twilight uh, saga if you really actually it. no no it's gonna be twilight because i actually thought about that because oh, that, because funny. like it's a it's an influential franchise i feel like it's i feel yeah. a little bit like i'm doing homework but also like i I want to get all of the jokes that people have been making mm-hmm. for 20 years right you know i understand them but i've never experienced them yeah uh i i've i've experienced them sadly uh there's that um because like i just did this like last year with the fast and furious movie so i i know i understand the fascination with like what am i missing out on like what is that uh i would um I would say, you know, I actually maybe if if you're you're kin to do this with me, I want to lean the other way and do the scary movie franchise, um, where it's like literally the movies that parody the scary movies. No. Right? <laughs> because I've, I've I mean I remember the first I remember one, a little bit of two and three, but I don't like I'm like, how bad did these get? Like I, I just happened to pull a scary movie up real fast. Uh, scary movie five, the Metascore, uh, is eleven. Uh, so uh, I'm like, God, these got to get awful real my, fast. So. Yeah, my memory of those is, you know, the the further they got into the franchise, they less they cared about parroting scary movies, yeah. and they were just more just parroting anything in pop culture, and they yeah. were just kind of using the the horror movie as like like a scaffolding. Yeah. So because uh, they had like be... the superhero movie and what was it, action mm-hmm. movie or whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's there's opportunities there, but yeah, okay, we'll 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 figure we'll figure this out later. All right, let's jump into news. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kickstart this one off with uh, something I didn't expect to hear more of: a Star Wars Visions, the anime inspired uh, anthology series on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. is rumored to return back to Disney Plus this year with more episodes. Um, I think you know I actually didn't finish any of this other than the first one. Uh, so yeah, to we, me, I, I don't have a, any like draw to it, but I, I'm sure there's a huge fan base out there. Yeah, it didn't quite get into the pop culture as much as what if I was at I was at a box lunch this weekend, which is kind of like if you're not familiar, it's like a nerdy, nerdy or hot topic. Mm-hmm. And I saw one single solitary item of merch for Star Wars Visions. And then I saw at least a handful of stuff for Marvel. What if? So uh, you could say not really getting into the zeitgeist as much as they wanted to, but you know maybe we'll see some better stuff with the second go around. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's fun. They they probably take some feedback. I think setting the the, the ground and expectations is interesting. 
Um, I, I will say I see uh, uh, in, in the Funko world, uh, which I I'd not purchased hardly any at all uh, in the past year, um, that What If got a lot more um, than uh, Visions did, uh, which is interesting because I thought Visions had a very unique um, aspect to it. You know, anyone who has a lightsaber is definitely a character you probably want to get. Um, so I'm very, you know, interested to see why that didn't overall. But uh, Marvel Zombies had like 12. Uh, if you want, you want your Marvel characters a zombie, they have it now. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, Star Wars Visions coming back this year. If we do, maybe it'll inspire me to pick some stuff up whenever we have some off uh, time. But right now, I'm watch- I got two shows I'm watching a week, Mike, and uh, I just don't know what to do with the rest of my time. Just <laughs> taking up too much. Wonder Twins, we just talked about a couple of weeks ago um, getting uh, a pickup for a live action movie on HBO Max, and uh, they've already hired or at least cast uh, two actors uh, to play Zan and JNF. So first, Zan will be played by KJ Appa, who is known uh, as Archie in Riverdale, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yep. And the other is Isabel May, uh, who will play Jaden. She's from uh, the show 1883. I don't know her as well uh, as a dude. Yeah, I, I know 1883 is an incredibly popular show because it's like the prequel spinoff to Yellowstone, which is kind of like probably your dad's favorite show, but it's mm-hmm. also one of the most popular TV shows out there right now because you sometimes you kind of forget that like CBS, like those networks are like powerhouses that make stuff that – it's not nerdy and you don't know about. Um, so I'm sure that's a pretty good get, but I know, uh, uh, KJ Appa is probably like a darling over there in the Warner brothers landscape. You know, yeah. it's been on, uh, Riverdale for a while now. And also, you know, that's a CW kind of Warner brothers joint. So it's good to see KJ Appa kind of launching into something. I, I, I think that show is going to be wrapping up soon. So, I'm sure everybody there is looking for the next project. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, you know, uh, moving into to stuff like that. Like, he's he doesn't have a lot of movies under his belt. Um, uh, he played Nico in two different movies. Uh, that's interesting. Now, I looked up um, Isabel May while you were talking. And she was in, um, at least looks like a, a season of uh, Young Sheldon as, as a character before. Uh, that's another show that we do not watch but is incredibly popular. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, great, great. I mean, I actually didn't expect them to have hardly any news on this. This is more news than we have on Green Lantern, and that's disappointing <laughs> to me because uh, oh, I'd much rather see Green Lantern than the Wonder Twins. But you know, wait, at this point in time, you have to say which Green Lantern because there's all HBO of them. Series, because, <laughs> any, any Lantern. We, the last Green Lantern we had cast was Ryan Reynolds. Uh, any Lantern, any color. I feel like dropping a Green Lantern in either the next Shazam movie or Black Adam would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in, they're interstellar. They're kind of, you know, I feel like it works there. Yeah, I well and and you know, I, um they're kind of like they both look magic based, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. um in, in that terms. I was going to say uh I would love to see a, an alt version in The Flash next year. Um that would be oh, great. Oh, that could be fun to see that um but you know i'm not gonna cross my fingers for anything on the flash uh just a reminder for the wonder twins um zan takes the form of water and jana takes the form of an animal when they put their wonder rings together and say wonder twin powers activate um form you know, of ice cubes form of ice cubes and, and form <laughs> of you know uh you know lion uh, why not sure uh, so this is like very in, uh, it's very almost they were they they showed up originally. It was it in the um, Justice League TV show. What was that old animated Justice League show? I forget the name. The of Justice it. Friends. I think it might be Justice Friends. So 
uh, you know, very, very much a parody now, but um, that's that's where they came from of that Hannah. It's not Hanna Barbera era, but it kind of is a little bit. So um, we'll keep you guys posted. HBO Max doing more stuff. Um, that's that's good good for them. The DC League of Super Pets, I believe, is our next DC movie, right? Uh, it's right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be coming this summer, and I don't want to knock any of the. Um, uh, you know, uh, animated DC stuff. Uh, we've we've been impressed by a lot of animated shows, and um, uh, this uh, I need to zoom way out on this image, Mike here that I have in the thing. It actually scrolls across. We get to see our first official look at the full Justice League here, uh, in their designs in DC's League of Super Pets. Yeah, um, this uh, this made its round on my uh, newsfeed uh, later uh, or earlier in the week last week, and everybody's talking about Aquaman's hair. <laughs> He's got Aquaman some sort or- of Oh, I was looking at Cyborg's hair, but yes, both. Both of their hair. Yeah, they. I guess they put the most dramatic hairs right next to each other. Yeah, Aquaman's yeah. got this uh, strange man bun thing going on. Uh, mm-hmm. but Feels I very mean, Jason Momoa-inspired, if, if you yeah. will. If I had to say something cool, I think, like, I don't think I've ever quite seen, like, Wonder Woman with, like, the metal boots that go that high up. That yeah. looks kind of cool. And then there's kind of, like, that uh, chest piece where uh, I don't know if this is an attempt to make it more kid-friendly, but she's got, like, this gold armor up around the chest, which looks kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is, is this a uh, just a female version of a Green Lantern, or is this, like, a specific Green Lantern? This is a this specific movie? Green Lantern. Um, I, I forget her name. She's she's newer in the past, like, ten years to the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. She took over. So, yes, they have the female Green Lantern. I've not seen her with the dyed green hair. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of the um, – envy character from inside out a little bit in her design um oh, yeah I can and see then that. um uh to me i think uh, i didn't really look at this uh the flashes boots gradient up into his outfit oh um, uh, that's cool uh which is just a fun little effect because probably when he's running or whatever and an aquaman has a hook for an arm uh, he's missing his oh yeah i didn't even hand. notice that yeah so, it's not it's not the highest quality uh image that we that we're looking yeah. at but uh you can see everybody pretty well yeah, uh, this this could be fun. I mean, back in the day before the existence of Teen Titans Go to the Movie, I would have yeah. been like, who is this movie for? This is going to be dumb. But Teen Titans Go to the Movie is like literally like one of the best movies I've ever seen, which is like wild to say. Yeah. Um, so uh, this Super Pets could be really great. That and um, a Lego Batman as well. Uh, they really, mm-hmm. you know, um, they have fun with these animated movies and they don't take themselves seriously which is quite the contrast to um, most of the recent DC movies we've seen, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about Batman here in a minute. Like, that's a dark, not fun movie to watch uh, at times. Um, not that it's bad. doesn't mean it's bad. It's just, like, it's a very serious kind of film. Mm-hmm. Um, and this looks to lean the other way. Um, but while the movie's about their pets, it is fun to see the Justice League they're kind of basing these off of as they kind of go through it. So um, very, very excited to kind of check this out. Let's see. We'll see if it's a, a theater trip or not. The Flash movie, bad news first. Uh, the prequel comic starring Ezra Miller has been canceled by <laughs> DC. Uh, someone was like, the artist was like, no, it's just delayed. Um, but everywhere on the sites are like, no, our pre-orders are canceled, canceled. So um, I guess don't threaten to kill people in Hawaii when you're yeah. on Warner Brothers payroll. Yeah, it's hard to say if it's damage control or or what. I, I do think it is kind of funny uh, if you're looking on the other side of the aisle over at Marvel. Uh, what's the actor's name? Barry Cogan. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was uh, recently also arrested in like Ireland for like uh, kind of uh, 
uh, it, it, public, public intox, intox, I think. Yeah. But it wasn't egregious. I think with the article I was reading, a, a lot of the on, on-scene descriptions were just like, he was just having a little too good of a time. So the, the, the lesson here is if you want to be a drunk celebrity, at least yeah. be like precocious or entertaining and yeah. not violent and when you do it. <laughs> I believe all he did was arrest him until he sobered up and let him go. He has like no official charges either. Like there's no... Yeah. Like, I assume that's the standard for over there uh, in Europe. Um, like, yep, we we get it. Um, but, like, he didn't threaten to kill anybody. He's, like, not causing damage to the public. So, yeah. very, um, yeah, they're very akin to each other because Barry Kogan was in the Batman, right? Like, as Oh, yeah, that's as right. Joker. You, can, you can draw a line there. Uh, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, so we'll know more. If it's re-upped, we'll, we'll let you guys know. If not... Um, wouldn't really be surprised at the end of the day. However, the good news is, uh, thanks to our cover image for the episode, you can probably tell that we already get our first look at Michael Keaton's new Batman suit. Ooh. The official him standing with a little smirk while someone takes his photo. <laughs> I tell you what, it was kind of hard to uh, put a collage together because this looks very similar to his uh, previous cape and cowl from, like, I guess, late 80s, early 90s. That's yep. not a bad thing either. And also, like, Michael Keaton, at least his mouth area has held up very well with age because when you put, like, a bunch of rubber over it, like, he he's he looks like he's ready to film, like, the next Batman movie that happens, like, a year after his previous one, like, chronologically. Uh, I think the suit looks really great. There's, like, some minor updates. Like, this is kind of, like, the classic traditional thing that we've seen done in superhero franchises where the character continues through the movies, right? You kind of just do simple tweaks to the outfit. that So you're kind of, like, slightly upgrading it over time. And, yeah, it looks yeah. great. Yeah, so I'd say, to me, I think the biggest thing is here, I don't think he had the the accentuated wings on his wrist that feels like it was kind of maybe borrowed from uh, Christian Bale's run as batman and I, I distinctly remember his yellow belt uh correct me mm-hmm. if i'm wrong he it, so i think he's gone more dark dark for this this design here uh along the way uh the thing that gets me the most is that one piece rubber neck there he can't turn his head in the suit like, <laughs> like no way is this man turning his head in the suit but that that one piece rubber neck is very much um one of the the remaining pieces of this this outfit from that i mean era. maybe uh i mean maybe they have a better ability to kind of like form that type of material now maybe it bends a lot better uh but either way they could just entirely replace michael keaton with a cg character that can turn his head in the movie if they, if they need to oh, yeah. so it's not going to be too much of a worry oh yeah I'm, I'm not worried at all i it's very very much classic like you look at this and you're like yeah I'm, it feels like they could have put this in 89 yeah, yeah that's fine yeah it's so, a good it's a good looking Batman for sure. Yeah. So um very excited to see that uh little image there and um who knows when we'll get to see him next. They didn't actually show him in that trailer for the Flash, that teaser from Fandome. So mm-hmm. um they're really holding on to that secret that we'll see Batman in the suit in the Flash. Moving on, um the Flash show uh is rumored that season nine uh, which is not this season, the next season, could be the final season for this show with a uh, reduced episode uh, count for it. Yeah, um, I think you, you were you were stipulating that maybe this is just an attempt to wind down the CW superhero stuff? Yeah, um, I, I believe, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, right, over there? Yeah. Once, there's yeah. another one, um... Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, I think Superman and Lois has been renewed, but the like 
I don't know three if Black of them Lightning ha- is still going. No, or the not. Black Lightning ended. Uh, Supergirl, Supergirl ended. Legends of Tomorrow and I believe Batgirl are the two maybe. And the Flash haven't got re- or the Flash just got a renewal. But like, mm-hmm. I there's there's rumor that they're just going to be like wrapping these. Like you're, you might they might get renewed on like half season counts or less mm-hmm. just to kind of wrap things up over there. Um, this could have um, be part of the Warner Brothers slash Discovery merger that's going on currently. Um, there's also been a huge petition to have Grant Gustin be the Flash in the movie verse um, <laughs> going forward. Now, while I think Grant Gustin does a great Flash, I don't think that'll happen whatsoever um, at, at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, I, I feel it, it, the time has come. Uh, nine seasons. I think the Arrow only got eight seasons, right? So, like... The time has come for these these seasons to wrap up a little bit and um, move on to something new because that Berlanti verse can't can't last forever, Mike. Uh, yeah, it cannot. <laughs> uh, I've only heard good things about Superman and Lois, but like that feels like it exists outside of this bubble of other shows. Um, mm-hmm. And you know they're not really doing anything with Superman right now. Uh, that's fun. I'm trying to think of what the other shows are um, over there, but um, I'm drawing a blank, and that tells you how little I'm. There's a. In. I think the one you're thinking of is uh, Naomi. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the. I don't, and I don't even know exactly where that aligns within this uh, universe, but it seems like maybe uh, Star Girl. Star Girls. Garadacha. But this could be a, a good segue into the next category of it. Seems like there's a a Warner Brothers DC yes. restructuring that needs to happen here shortly. <laughs> yes. So the, um, the discovery Warner Brothers merger, the head of discovery is taking over Warner Brothers uh, rather than the other way. And well, I believe Walter Hamada is be working his way out, uh, if you will. So um, there, I forget this guy's name. I, I looked it up. I actually tweeted at him, hire us, hire us for <laughs> the show. Cause they're supposedly looking for um, like a Kevin Feige or someone to actually be in charge of the DC properties, uh, mostly probably the films, but like the films are doing like Batman's doing great. Right. Um, what was the one before Batman? Um, do you, do you remember? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> Who can keep, are you talking about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Probably the Joker. I was thinking maybe birds of prey. Um, uh, Zach oh, yeah, Snyder probably would be birds of prey. Yeah. No, we don't need to bring it. Wonder Wo- woman or woman 84. Maybe then Ooh, um, we don't need to bring that yeah, one up. Either. So like, like the, the, <laughs> There's some, there's some there's some swings. There's a couple hits. There's a lot of misses. So uh, they just need someone. They want someone to have a, a, a plan for all these things together. Uh, whether they're in one universe or not, I don't know. Because you know the Batman not having the baggage of the other stuff sounds pretty good to me. It worked out really well. Um, so you know there, there's some opportunity here for uh, someone just yeah. to, to drive the ship. And we've always said the that. Be- like there's no one driving yeah. the ship there. The best thing that has ever happened to DC is everything else happening around them right now with uh, multiverses, right? Uh, the audiences are going to be prepped and prepared by the time they figure out what they're going to do to accept the ability of like different worlds, you know, crossing over, ending. You know, it's it's a shame because like the best character that could like reset them all is the Flash, and they're having enough problems with Ezra Miller as it is. Uh, so we'll see what happens, yeah. but yeah, somebody needs to be, uh, somebody needs to be manning that ship and also have control over what HBO max is doing. Like, I mean, uh, that's the, one of the reasons why things are, I would say are executing pretty smoothly over on Disney plus side of things. Cause Kevin Feige's in charge of the mm. Disney plus Marvel shows. Right. So, and the, the thing is that really worked out well is Feige's been there from the beginning crafting it right warner brothers is a little bit um 
uh, handicapped because uh, they have to find somebody they, brand new to bring them in and like fix what's messy. They, they've already bought the ingredients. Now they've got to make mm. a pizza that tastes good. Uh, but the person <laughs> making the pizza didn't buy the ingredients. So yeah, and they and they started. They are they put the pizza in the oven already. Yeah. So it's like it's already been like you can't really take that crust out and reuse it. So yeah. you're just like, well, we make we got to make more pizzas. What do but we do? More we sauce. More sauce. <laughs> Have we put too many ingredients on this one to throw it away? This is a yeah. good analogy. I like the pizza analogy. We're yeah. going to keep that going in the future. I, I, thank you. Thank. You. I'm actually thinking about ordering pizza for dinner, so it all tied together. <laughs> um, what, what is, um, to me, is also the, one of the biggest disappointing things is we got this really, really good t- teaser, like the world needs heroes in 2022. Uh, literally showed right before Batman on, 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 on our Thursday, right? On Monday, they're like, ah, fuck it. We're, we're moving every one of these movies. Uh, so that whole trailer <laughs> is no longer applicable. So why was this not communicated or planned beforehand? Who, who did this? What happened? You know, someone needs to be there to do that. I know Marvel is never, they're not, I'm not holding them right to that same, but like they're, they're always like trying their best to give us a plan and a game plan. Um, and, and that could be to their, you know, to the good side or to their detriment, because remember when we got all those movie plans, um, including in humans, right? Well, that never came mm-hmm. true. I don't blame anybody. That movie live action series was sucked. It sucked so hard. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, DC, whenever they gave us our first one, remember it had like justice league one and two and the cyborg movie and all this stuff. And they never really stuck to a plan and well, they seem to change it all willy nilly. So someone just needs to be ahead of that. And saying, look, we need to do X, Y, and Z and, and make sure we execute properly and on time. Or at least if we know we're not going to meet it, don't spend forever or, or promote a huge video piece three days before we change it. Because I think that that's that's a big sign of lack of faith, uh, you know, from, from my point of view. Um, the other thing is, you know, um, you know when, when they shifted all this stuff around, no one really said why. Um and that's really the confusing part right like i felt like you know the world is kind of coming back to normal going to movies is no longer taboo um they had a really good opportunity to 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 knock it out of the park this year and um just kind of lost it that that kind of sucks so um yeah I, i wish i wish wish someone was over there driving the ship and it could be us mike even though uh we we uh we, we come in and tell the truth about DC stuff. I feel like we could be honest over there. Oh, my like, gosh. We would do it at bargain basement prices. Really? We, we, we will save you so much money, you can make a whole extra movie mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Marvel will get jealous of us, and they'll, they'll, have, to, they'll have to get another Feige, like a, like a duo over there, oh or a trio, gosh. triple down on it. All right, moving on. Let's let's jump into to the last DC point here, and that's the Batman is moving up a day early. It will be on HBO Max tomorrow, Monday, April eighteenth, Mike. Um, so if you missed it in theaters, or you were like, I'm gonna go this weekend, but you didn't get to go, well, now's your chance to just get HBO Max uh, for a month and watch it there in the, the comfort of your own home. I plan yeah. on watching it again. So, yeah, I think comfort of your own home is gonna help it out because. A little bit long, a little mm-hmm. bit long of a runtime for uh, kind of a brand new reboot of uh, Batman. So can, I think you're gonna you're gonna have a better time when you're just at home. Can I make a suggestion to the listeners when watching this, Mike? Mm-hmm. And you of tell course, me how, how off course I am here. Put your fucking phone up for this because you want to pay attention to this movie. Like, get get your room as dark as you can, minimize your distractions, and watch this movie as as true you can because there are parts you can get confused on. 
Uh, it's a little quiet and intense in some scenes, and I feel like being focused in the moment is going to make you really hone in on this movie and feel what they were going for. Because yeah. there's some beautiful shots in this you can miss because you're not paying attention. Uh, yeah, and, and, and also, it. like, you know, as opposed to pretty much the entirety of the MCU at this point in time, like, this movie actually has um, – uh, it has like a, a, a scenic quality, it has atmosphere. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. You don't get a whole lot of atmosphere in the MCU, for better or for worse. So yeah, you know, take it, take it all in. Yeah, I, I, I highly recommend. And if you have to pause it, there are other times to pause it and come back. But like, don't try not to be like, don't be cooking dinner in the middle of this, or, or you know, whatever. Because I think the Batman deserves your full attention um, to, to to check it out. So um, yes, that'll be on streaming tomorrow. Uh, on the flip side, we're going to jump into the Marvel Universe. I was able to get my um, Blu-ray uh, or our steelbook for Spider-Man. Um, I actually have the code right here where I redeemed it movies for Innerware. And, e- and the case of mine says includes all these hours of deleted scenes and not a single physical release actually includes deleted scenes, which is the most frustrating thing in the world. Um, <laughs> not because I love deleted scenes, but because just don't put it on the packaging for literally every box you own and then not include it. Um, I work in the marketing world, Mike, you know this. Um, that's really akin to false advertising. Like, right? Like you bought it. It doesn't include any of the things or not any. It doesn't include like a lot of the stuff that it says it includes. That's a big problem. Um, so I expect this to kind of pop up uh, on someone's radar. Um mm-hmm. Maybe not class action, but like gonna be gonna gonna be it. But like the rumored reason this is is Sony is looking to re-release it with an extended cut for from Sony. Oh yeah, that's uh, I mean, and that's a way for them to get a little extra money and probably to circumvent. Uh, I'm I'm sure that there's uh, some profit sharing going on there with box office between uh, Marvel and Sony, right? But yeah. I'm sure the distribution rights land on Sony, and they're the ones that get the cash in on that, probably if not a hundred percent. So if they have an opportunity to re-release the a different version of the film and make money off of it, I'm sure they will do it. Yeah, uh, I was actually just talking to someone at work about um, home release stuff. Uh, the Incredible Hulk, which is Outside of Spider-Man, the only other MCU movie distributed by another company uh, is on HBO Max right now. Uh, so if you want to do a whole MCU rewatch, you have to jump across three streaming services right now, um, mm-hmm. including Disney Plus for most of it, HBO Max, and I believe Spider-Man's what, Stars, we said? Stars or something? I don't know. Some, some something S- nobody has. <laughs> yeah, something we don't have. Uh, so... Um, yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. So I'm I'm actually upset there's no deleted scenes. I don't know if I go back to the theaters to rewatch Spider-Man No Way Home, and I would really it would really really suck if they did this extended cut because uh, I feel like that's a pure Sony move, and Marvel would be like, well, stop it. We don't we don't do that for any of our movies at all. So yeah. Anyway, moving on. Doctor Strange coming up next movie we will be watching right like this is it we we got through morbius thankfully and we're, we're moving yeah. on and it's close we're only a few weeks away yes i believe um three weeks three weeks from today um we will be reviewing it uh the movie is not two and a half hours like we originally reported several weeks ago it's only two hours and six minutes and uh, i should have said something last week because this obviously was confirmed when you buy your tickets i just forgot to mention it uh so um two hours and six minutes with credits and post-credit scenes, that's a brisk movie, Mike. That is, I feel like Doctor Strange is going to just go in hard and not hold back, right? Like, 
why explain things when we can just show you everything and and have a good time on this multiversal yeah. journey also like a lot of the groundwork has been set uh for this movie yeah. with the w- the previous probably one of the biggest comic book movies that we've had in a long time which was spider-man no way home spider-man no way home uh and also what if if anyone watched what if you'll probably be you know have have some good uh connections there and if um the illuminati are to be believed and Patrick Stewart is really in this movie and they didn't just use his voice to trick us in the trailer because, you know, I start to get paranoid that they're just messing with us. Um, you know, they're, we're going to have a lot of fun cameos of things we already know along the way. So mm-hmm. that'll be entertaining. Uh, and apparently this movie will screen uh, at its debut, May 2nd, 2022, as close as it can to actual release so it can avoid spoilers. Um, and the May 3rd will be the first day reviews will have their embargo lifted as well. So... Um, that's 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 close, but that, I don't think like that's a, that's I don't think that's a show of non faith. I feel like there's going to be so many cameos and and stuff coming out of this that you don't want to like yeah, could be. ruin it. Because I feel like I'm gonna have to just get off the internet for that whole week. I'm like I can't I can't do this. Like I don't want to see anyone's take crappy phone pictures from the the theater to to say that uh, you know is that in Superior Iron Man in the movie or or not. So um, very very excited for this. Thor, Love and Thunder, still no trailer. Uh, hopefully, maybe next week we'll have a trailer. We I are still waiting uh, to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, we, Chris and I were chatting earlier about our recording schedule for next week. As, you know, it could possibly come a day later. But if the Thor trailer is delayed yet another week and it drops on a Monday, who knows? We may we'll be able to record after the trailer is already yeah. out and won't have to miss it by another week. But um it looks like we got some possible leaks here for the film, and at this point, it's just their own damn fault, right? Because if this yes. trailer would have leaked, all, have come out already, the, these uh, little action figures wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, like, I feel, um, I don't feel bad sharing these uh, at all, but uh, we definitely have some looks at um, first and foremost Christian Bale's Gore, the God Butcher. Um, very much, uh, very close to his actual comic book counterpart, right? Uh, the pale skin, white robes. Um, however, he will have a human face and no noseless face, uh, kind of akin to Voldemort, really, um, like the comic book does. But he does have this black, mysterious, possibly necro god killing sword here, right? Um, looks mm-hmm. to be very powerful. And his scars on his face remind me of like, like a Star Wars character, maybe, or like deadpool a little bit maybe from x-men origins mm-hmm. uh I- i'm interested to see him in action I-, I can't say toys are the best way to look at these characters but i'm excited to see what they do with this in um an actual yeah camera. And, and who kno- and who knows maybe there could be some sort of like transformational component to the character in the film and maybe this isn't like a final look you know, even if it's just like costume change, uh, I'm trying to figure out what because this is the type of this is the action figure line where if you buy all of them, you get to create a new character, right? Yes, yeah, you build. Yeah. It's a build a figure. Uh, I can tell you who the build a figure is if you can't figure. it yeah, out. Yeah, because it looks like Gore comes with a leg. Yes, uh, so a, a leg of some sort. <laughs> the second photo has the full set of characters that come with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to see a look at actual Star Lord and Groot and Ravager Thor. The Mighty Thor, King Valkyrie, and then Armored Thor and Gore. Who do you think is missing from this uh, in, in the Thor lineup? 
Oh, is it? I feel like it's ob- I feel like it's obvious, but I can't figure it out. <laughs> it is Korg. Me. It is Korg. Uh, Korg. Oh, okay. Big rock guy. Obviously, is going to come in pieces with this. Uh, mm. I believe I've actually seen. Uh, if you if you dig into the, the Marvel Reddit, I, I believe they have the Korg character because someone actually these are physical things people were able to buy and open and build. Mm, um, okay. But um, it is Korg that comes with them, and you can see his yeah. like his his pants there with them. Yeah, I don't know if we if we had some like leaked like movie theater cup art or popcorn bucket art earlier that maybe I didn't know. But is this the kind of the first bit of confirmation that Groot is going to still be teenage in this movie? Uh. uh I- I, I think so. I think this is the first we've seen um, of that. I've not heard anything else, but yeah, like he's not. I believe the last we heard is like he's not full grown yet. Uh, gotcha. Was the thing. Maybe. I maybe think this that will might be his Guardians like, Three said that. Yeah. As well. Maybe this will be his like last outing as teenage Groot. You know, because oh. by the time Guardians comes around, like I, I would think, you know, if James Gunn is kind of wrapping up this group of Guardians in Volume Three, like he might kind of want Groot yeah. more back to his original form. I, um, I I don't know. I was kind of he he actually did regular Groot and baby Groot. He didn't touch Teen Groot, right? That was Infinity War. So I would oh, like to yeah, see a I Teen guess. Groot um, interaction. Maybe maybe he figures out a way to like force grow himself a little bit. Mm. Um, but like I I would like to see. He looks to be a little more confident in this. Um, yeah, the team. he's not playing. His, he's not playing his little Game Boy game. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I wish I could see the front of the Groot character because I'm curious if if his accessory is just like a tree branch that you can attach to him, or if it's like a Game Boy. But that bite me more of a uh, an Infinity War figure reference. Yeah, because because he was he was snapped. Yeah, he was snapped, wasn't he? He he was gone for. Um, uh, the whole movie right he died at mm-hmm. the end and uh i was gonna say there is the front of the character somewhere um it's the, all, like their fronts and backs photos of every one of these i think gore was just the most entertaining one um mm-hmm. or most i guess revealing one uh if i look here he no he's got wooden axes mike actually if you yeah, look at him and, right. I, and i and i ravager space gun um but uh I don't, I don't, I don't collect a lot of legends, uh, but I like the uh, the muscly arm Thor. He reminds me of, like '90s Hammer Strike Thor, right? Like he's uh, got this like you can't tell that, but that's like a, a, a sleeveless vest he's wearing around his t-shirt. Yeah. So um, that'll, that'll be fun. I'm excited. This movie has a lot of a lot of potential, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things happening. Uh, first movie to get four uh, actual um, movies in the MCU as well. So. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you posted. And uh, Christian Bale's return to comic book movies. Uh, Ironheart, the series, uh, they've officially announced the directors for this will be Sam Bailey, who is renowned for her work on Brown Girls, and Angeli, I believe it's Angeli Barnes, uh, who has uh, worked on Dear White People, the series, with Sam Bailey, but also most recently Mythic Quest, Mike. I know you're a big fan mm-hmm. of that show. Atlanta. Uh, and a bunch more. She's like up and coming as a director on all these, you know, very, very popular shows. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really good pedigree. And I mean, uh, it, it, it seems like they're uh, starting to align Ironheart kind of maybe with the Wakanda side of the, of the universe, especially since uh, Ryan Coogler is involved. And we, we talked about that in previous weeks about like how the, you know, the technology of Wakanda could be getting out there and helping people out. But this is actually going to be a really big series because this is going to be like the first like jumping off point from like Iron Man, really. Yeah. Um, you know, they kind of had, you know, Tom Holland, you know, dealing with the reckoning of losing Tony, but he seemed to 
I guess get over it within one film, right? Because mm-hmm. when he got to uh, No Way Home, did Iron Man, did Tony pop up as a concept really no. at all in that film? Yeah, because yeah, he, he was like, he, uh, there's like that meme, it's like everywhere I go, I see his face kind of thing. Uh, he also had a uh, Happy's jet in the in the suit, but he never he has not made an appearance since. In mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so it'll be it'll be curious how they tie if you know Robert Downey's face pops yeah. up in any in any way in this. It, exactly. In this well, the other part of this is it's probably going to be very very connected to uh, the Black Panther franchise. Uh, also, because Ryan Coogler's production company Proximity is going to work on the series. So, um, and I believe the actress who's playing Ironheart will show up in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So, you know, is there Shuri input as well as some Iron Man stuff along the way? What, what, is this, what does this dynamic look like? Does she have Iron Man tech and some Wakandan tech at the same time? I don't know. Um, but, you know, Ryan Coogler uh, did great with Black Panther. He's got a, a you know, huge pedigree uh, as well. So having this company, it's going to be, I think, you know, I feel like this is like a biggest name for these marvel shows so far right like i don't feel like the other ones i felt like a little i didn't know anything what they were doing right and this one feels more solid uh at the end of the day mm-hmm. so uh ironheart probably uh early next year i don't think it started filming yet so uh we'll, we'll keep you posted lastly into the show moon knight episode three discussion if you've not seen third episode of moon knight go away go watch it <laughs> come back listen to our discussion join on in we'll have a good time um so full warning full spoilers ahead uh i want to say episode three just keeps getting better mike i feel i feel uh, i felt pretty good about this one we haven't talked about it at all so um, yeah. i don't know how you yeah. feel but I've, i was really on board with this one over yeah I, I don't know i think we'll be a little bit of we'll be a little bit split on this one i don't think anything necessarily in this episode has you know turned me off entirely but i do, it does really feel like we're kind of in a mid-season slump, uh, which seems odd since the season's only six episodes long. But I feel like we did kind of tape a, take a little bit of a dip here. Um, I just I don't know. I just wasn't jiving with it. I don't know exactly what it was. There was a few kind of like nitpicky moments in, in the movie, or not in the movie, in, in this episode that maybe maybe added up too much and just bothered me. Uh, but I, I think the, the scene that kind of lost me the most was kind of the, uh, the avatar tribunal scene mm-hmm. where, uh, we kind of got to see, uh, the, the, what was the moon God's name again? Um, I keep forgetting his Kanshu. That's right. Uh, when Kanshu takes over the body and the voice that comes out of, uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, I would say at the very least is distracting and at the very worst is the most bizarre decision I think I've ever seen an actor take. It's just, it's, it, it was so distracting. It was so weird. And I get what they're going for here, right? You know, Kanchu is trying to project, you know, all of this, uh, all of this, uh, he's incredibly upset. You know, he's trying to get this point across. He's not super articulate. So of course he would just kind of yell like a, like a big dumb idiot. Cause that's kind of the way that they're kind of aligning uh what his personality is but the way it's just shouted from oscar oscar isaac i could not concentrate on the scene i thought it was incredibly silly in the worst way and like it was it was kind of downhill from there for me but overall i don't think it's like a bad episode but like i remember last week when you told me you have heard that the fourth episode is kind of where a lot of stuff goes down so the whole time i was just like I, I can't I let's just get this episode over with I want to see what's happening in episode four uh, see I, I think I, I 
I will agree that the the decision to have Kanchu and Mark inhabit the body at the same time at the tribunal is inconsistent because the other avatars were purely controlled by mm-hmm. the by the gods. Um, but I I think it's good that they acknowledge the other gods and they have avatars on this like they said the plane of existence right. I didn't think they would ever get to that. I thought they would just be like, oh, they're there, but we're only going to deal with Moon Knight's Khonshu and the Amit villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say my biggest, if I was to, to go on and say my biggest complaint is that um, Ethan Hawke's character is just getting by with everything very easily. Yeah, like, I didn't really understand why he was able to just show up there. I, I guess he has the previous knowledge that it exists because he used to be an avatar, right? But... I would say the rules that Moon Knight is trying to establish within the MCU are not super concrete and seem to be a little bit flexible for the story, but a little inconsistent. Like, I, I just don't I just don't know when these avatars and gods are supposed to be all powerful and when they're supposed to like not interact with humanity, mm-hmm. right? Like are they trying to be like wizards in like the they're... wizarding world of Harry Potter and not be seen? Or because the Khonshu's going around doing crazy shit all the time. And nobody seems to be caring that he's, like, murdering people, you know. Is he supposed right. to be interacting with humanity or well, not interacting with humanity? So, well, that, that was the whole point of the episode. They said you're not supposed to be doing – like, you shouldn't be doing any of this shit. That's why you've been pushed out and exiled. Don't do it again or we're going to literally yeah. lock well, you yeah. away. So, but, like, I guess it's not okay for him to make an eclipse or move the stars around, but he is okay to inhabit the, a human and go murder people. Right. That's you, the point I'm trying to yeah, get. But, but, that's, and, but they said, like, that's why he's not part of the council. Like, you wanted to meddle in human affairs. We said no, but we can't stop you from doing it yet. Like, you haven't done anything that, like, d- endangers get, all of us at this point. I suppose there's an egregious level that yeah. they have agreed to. There's, like, look, you're not, you're not making the world known to all of our abilities right like no one's gonna believe a psychopath because the suit kind of comes and goes uh and 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 as we saw like when he's fighting the jackals no one else sees the jackals so he looks like an idiot uh to the people around him um but like i i do in i i'd like that they like look don't don't mess with the sky okay like like you get one well well, let's just slide once but don't do it again and they actually did it within the same episode rather than saving that for like oh we're gonna wait two more episodes to be like where he moves this guy and we have to do this again i'm like thank god they just got it out of the way because like i don't like what was like a Chekhov's gun right like we told you don't do it we're gonna come back in three episodes because you did it again yeah so i'm like let's get it out of the way um i really think the the whole um the fight scenes were, were, were better this time when he was fighting the guys on the horses. Um, I, it was kind of like, I, it was actually a little more brutal than I thought. He hit that one guy with an uppercut with the, the half moon. I don't know if you saw that one, like where it went to his face. Mm-hmm. That was pretty rough. The, yeah, I, th- I would say, yeah, I would, that was kind of like the hat, the, the, the highlight of the episode for me was the brutalness of seeing him get skewered with those yeah. poles. I thought that was pr- that was pretty cool overall, but I thought the reason that they were at that location was a little silly. It seemed like okay, we need like a MacGuffin for this episode because we want to introduce you know Midnight Man. Yeah. Uh, you know we want we want uh, Stephen to have something to do. We want to use his like intellect, so we it needs to be something something that he can do that Mark can't do. And I don't know, I just wasn't on board with this whole like coffin thing in general and this this is a pet peeve that i think if i was having a better time in the episode i could let go of uh but the whole turning the sky backwards like that's an app 
like that that literally exists like when we were watching it like my wife was just like yeah there's like a website where i looked up what the stars looked like on the day i was born so like I, i don't know like I guess they don't really have to address that because, you know, not everybody knows about that. But the whole time I was just like, there's an app for this. You don't have to move the whole sky. Just download. You get get an iPhone on you, right? (laughs) Yeah, uh, possibly. And and they could be like, well, this this data is just guesses, not actual. Yeah. Or like they could have at least said like, oh, well, the data doesn't go back that far. Like, you know, thousands of years. But the whole time I was like, "Eh, just use an app. (laughs) Yeah, but it's fine. I mean, I think that was like a cool display. Like Conchu's like, I remember every night. Like that is like very like, yes, he is moon night for a reason. Like yeah. he, he is like the God of the night. Yeah. And it was very fun. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the effect because it wasn't like we're moving everything, you know, like it's like the bands, like we saw this in the trailer, right? It's the bands like moving gently back and forth rather mm-hmm. than like, Oh, we're just going to shuffle up the whole sky to make it look different. So. But I will I will say that was it was a pet peeve. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I would say like, oh, it's a cool enough idea and a, a effect on screen that you could kind of just like, oh, let's just ignore the fact that, you know, you could solve this like with a website because it would it'll it'll just end up being cool. You know, yeah. and well, it, you could it, go through the whole thing of just like, well, there's no service out here. Right. And, and we just need to know this right away. <laughs> and, it, and it served the point of Conchu going away like sacrifice himself for the greater good like he actually believes that Amit like he's kind of been an asshole but he's like I will literally go be put into like a little rock statue which you will be able to find 3D prints of this online I guarantee if you go search it right now like mm-hmm. Conchu statues um, was, I am curious because the, the episode did open with a question that hasn't been answered yet it seems like there's a third yes. personality within Mark so that was intriguing. I was very curious about that. So, so there, there was some things that I did the, like about the episode. Just overall, I wasn't digging the it. third personality. I, I kind of noticed it in the first episode where he was like, they were talking about more people in there, and it kind of alluded to his third personality. Would you like to know who I think it is based on uh, what, comic books? What do you, what are you thinking, Chris? Jake Lockley, who was like a kind of a like a old school gangster, right from like a, like the nineteen mm-hmm. thirties, is the other personality who is not. Uh, who is just who's got this more murderous rage in him rather than mercenary like killing like he's like yeah like I'm just a killer and and a gangster kind of thing yeah that does seem to be what is alluded to that whoever was taking over in Egypt is kind of like has no morals or no rules like whatever gets the job done whereas at least Mark Spectre has some sort of like honor code within him and I think the third or the second episode when he woke up in Egypt was also um translate transitioning over from Jake Lockley because none of Mark or um, uh, Steven seem like they're huge alcoholics. Like, Mm -hmm. so like, is this gangster, did he's, is he the one who got them there and like got drunk and partied too hard because he's like, I'm in Egypt to hell with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would say the other thing um, with, with this episode, I was trying to think, Oh, um, midnight man, as you call them, or uh, the actor, um, I can't pronounce his name. Gaspard Ulil. Um, he is the actor who passed away several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, he will, he will not be uh, back for future uh, projects. I don't know if he's, it looked like they killed him off screen, if you will. Um, so I don't or, think he's coming back in the show, but um, I mean, or if they didn't, I mean, it, it could just be like, you know, the classic misdirect of like the audience yeah. thinks he's dead, but then he shows up in like a midnight man esque costume or, you know, maybe he made his own bargain. Right. Cause we know Mark, you know, took on the mantle uh, of yeah. the suit when he was like near death. It could be a similar thing, but 
I mean, I, I'm not trying to speak ill of dead or anything. I'm sure more people are more familiar with him, but he's not a known person or face to me. So if yeah. they needed to like recast him, I don't think it would be that difficult. Yeah. You know, it, it wouldn't it, be like recasting Oster Isaac. Yeah. And it's one of those things where they could like, Oh, he, he, he got his face damaged. He had to have like reconstructive surgery kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like he lived, but you know, he was scarred horribly. What I think was missing here. I, I think, well, I, I, I don't think the MacGuffin literally being in a glass temple next to the horse thing was very well thought out. Um, I, I know they, they filmed this in like lockdown kind of thing. So I get the, the, the lot idea of it, but like, this is where I wish it would have leaned into like the mummy a little bit. Like we need to go find this. Yeah. Go where to is tomb. it? Um, I think that might be coming still. Um, like, right. Because like, you know, there's some ideas of, like breaking into the pyramids and stuff like that, like being there with the, the other gods and wherever this, um, what's it, what's it, Ama is buried. So I think there's some of that, but like, there's a way to be more Indiana Jones, a little more yeah. the mummy, uh, about how they're, they're doing some of this. And, and I, I like the, 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 I guess the opposition of, of, um, Mark and Steven, right? The smart one versus the fighting mm-hmm. one. I like that. Oscar Isaac does a great job portraying both of them. But when they do it, the the motivation or the, the reasoning isn't really as strong as it could be. And that's just yeah. because we have the advantage of hindsight. But if they go forward, I think there's opportunity to expand yeah. that more. Also, I think they need to rein back the reflections a little bit. <laughs> like, it was easier for them to pull off right in urban areas. But they're, like, out in the middle of, like, you know, the desert. And there's a scene where they're, you know, dangling the guy over the cliff, right? Of, like, oh drop him or like you know conchu's telling him to drop him right and when they turn around the reflection is on the back of like a street sign like mm-hmm. i've seen brand new street signs and in non-desert environments and they don't reflect yeah. they're not polished so like I, I get it you have to have a reflection around but like put it in something else like be a little bit more uh, um, uh, clever because well, the back of a metal sign is not reflective yeah. enough to see somebody. I, I, I did. My wife was like, "Well, he's so angry. Why did he just break that jeep for no reason?" I'm like, "Well, he's taking the mirror for one, but he didn't have to take the mirror anywhere to do this. He could have literally just done it right there at the car." No, so you're bringing up a good point, and I don't know if this is like uh if there's like a different director or like maybe somebody was really strained and like the, maybe the production schedule was getting caught up with them. But in that same light of like, he doesn't have to break off the mirror. Uh, when Steven takes over the body to solve the puzzle, why on earth would you take these delicate pieces of fabric off of a lit Jeep roof or um, a hood and then move it over to yeah. the sand to solve it. And and he had packaging tape to tape it together. And I was like, no, the sand's going to get on the tape. And, like, the yeah. your body's blocking the light because you turned away from the headlights. And it's just like, I know it seems silly, but, like, was nobody on set going, like, this doesn't make any sense. My, no, my- <laughs> no person would make these physical movements in this space. So, I, I like, that. those are the things that were, like, driving me crazy. But I was just like... Normally, these things I could look past them, uh, but I just I couldn't this time. I, so to hopefully me, things it, go better next week. <laughs> it feels like, like you said, a production choice rather than a story choice. Uh-huh. Because like when they were filming them up close, it felt like an entirely different area than like the jeep. Right? Like I didn't feel they were near the jeep any moment after that happened. Like it mm-hmm. felt like they were an entirely different 
volume, if you will. And they were like, we got to do some close up. So yeah. we got to get away from the Jeep. Let's, uh, yeah. we got to, yeah, we got to have, have it back by 3 PM <laughs> with the mirror on it. So, yeah. let's, let's and I'm, and I'm still hopeful because the first yeah. two episodes were great. Uh, this one had some stuff to look forward to it. You know, we only have a couple more episodes left, you know, we're over halfway through it. So maybe this was yeah. just like a weird slump and you know, we can, we can push for it. I'm still I, hopeful. I don't <laughs> think it's a slump. I think these were written as three, ep- three part, three, two part episodes. Like the first, if you watch one, it ends in a weird place. Two picks up and goes with it, right? Like one and two are a, a great. Oh yeah, story. and this episode does kind of have like a unsatisfying ending. I don't remember yeah. exactly what the shot was, but I was like, he's just that's, lying that's, on the sand, trying. She's yeah. trying to wake him up, and so like, let's have um, or like, is that where he goes and talks to the um? They they bring what's his face back after they uh, he because he's talking to the statue. Ethan Hawke is. Um, it might end on that too, but either way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was where it ended on. He was yeah. like, Oh, kind of like I bested you. I told yeah. you not to do this. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm, I don't right. know how Ethan, like his character <laughs> shouldn't be getting all this treatment or anything wrong or, you know, allowed. Yeah. But either like, way, yeah, I that, think the next that, one, like these, <laughs> when you watch these two together, it'll be like, Oh, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah. If Ethan Hawke is like so innocent and he's saying he's not involved in, of any of this like mythical magic and gods anymore, like, how does he keep going back to yeah. seeing this statue? Like, it almost seems like they're going to reveal that he's like working with one of those avatars, and uh-huh. then that'll make a little bit more sense. Because one of them um, was technically gave Mark some some advice there at the end, right? To kind of yeah, help him. Mm-hmm. And one of them actually seemed to be maybe it was a god from Wakanda. She had the accent as well. Oh, um, well, maybe. Uh, so th- there's rumors for that. I saw another theory that one of the. Uh, paintings or, or cave things is actually rama tut which is a king variant who went to, to egypt as well so um some other some other connections possibly i will say the biggest probably still strength not a weakness is this show has no connections to the mcu at this point if they said we don't want this to be in this universe it can be a multiverse this show has set itself up to be that show if it wants to. Yeah. I, I did see a tweet to the effect of, uh, man, what is it like to be an Earthling on this planet now? Yeah. Uh, one day, half of your friends – or no, one day aliens show up, yeah. and then uh, a little bit later, half of your friends disappear, right? If not yourself – uh, then all of a sudden, like a giant face appears in the sky, uh, and then they're like half their half of their dead body is like floating in one of the oceans, and now all of a sudden the sky's spinning. Like yeah. it's kinda, it's weird to it's a weird time to be normal in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and that's if I mean again, I think that's if if this even is in the MCU, I would not be surprised at the end of the day if they're like, oh, this is just a fourth personalities dreams the whole time or something weird um, that would be i that would i don't think it'll go that way but that would be insane I, if, they, if they yeah they're like none of this really happens uh but but anyway there's an opportunity here i will say the stupidest theory i i saw was that Kanshu time traveled the earth back two thousand years um because he literally just shows he can move the sky earlier in the episode and mm-hmm. he just moved the sky again he, he didn't really turn the planet back two thousand years that's a, that's the stupidest rumor slash theory i've heard uh out of this episode so far only a few days away from finding out we will find (laughs) out this wednesday uh for that all right well that is the show this week uh let's get out of here let's get on the way mike if people know what we're doing what you're doing well where can they find you at Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? Uh, find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. 
Uh, again, Mike mentioned we might not be available next Monday at the start of the day. It might be Monday evening before the episode comes out. So um, for those who have listened this far, um, prepare yourselves uh, for a delayed episode release, um, just in case. We, um, we're we still playing it by ear, uh, but we'll let you guys know as we get closer on our social media channels. If they want to know uh, more about the show and where to find that social media stuff, where they can get all that good information at. Oh, head on over to the Great Pyramid of Superhero Slate, which is SuperheroSlate.com. Move that secret uh, block around that for some reason controls a contraption that lets you through and turns off the sneaky arrows that are embedded in the walls. And that's where you can find our uh, Apple Podcast link, our YouTube link, and our Spotify link, and also our awesome show notes. So if you want to see everything that we talked about this week, if you want to see the, the crazy hair on Aquaman and Cyborg for uh, uh, DC Super Pets. We, we didn't mention, but Cyborg's hair is just crazy because it's only on half of his head, yeah. not because of the hairstyle it, is crazy. It well, just, it, like, ends very abruptly on his metal it's, skull. It's half of an afro, actually. I will say the yeah. afro is kind of the weird part, too. Like, I've not seen a Cyborg with an afro, right? Like, have we? I don't. I, I think the look's fine. It's just it's just kind of, like, funny, but it's I think it's yeah. supposed to be played as a comedic effect of, yeah. look at this hair, now it stops halfway through. Stops halfway through, yep, yep. We, we, we got all that great stuff uh, at SuperheroSlate.com. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. What did you think of this week's episode of Moon Knight? Are you digging it? Uh, what do you think Warner Brothers should do to write the ship? Uh, let us know. <laughs> if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.